0: سلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسدام على عباده الذين استفأ أم رع. بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسديما الله. اللهم صلِّ على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد. Allahumma barika la seyyidina muhammad wa ala ala Sayyidina muhammad kema barakta ala ibrahim wa ala ali ibrahim inna ta hamidul Majid. We are going through the book of Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah. The name of the book is Al-Tadhkira, the reminder Fi Ahwal al-mawta wa umuri al-akhira Regarding the condition of the dead and the events that are going to take place in the hereafter. And we continue with our journey. It's imperative we know what's going to happen in the hereafter, the stages, so that we can make adequate preparation for it. So Imam Al-Qurtubi, rahimahullah, the first thing he is going to speak about in today's session, is we spoke about last the punishment of the grave. And that the punishment of the grave is true. And the first thing we'll discuss insha'Allah, is he mentions five things that will protect a person from the punishment of the grave. There are five things a person can do to save themselves from the punishment of the grave. Uh, Just let me find the page. The five things which will save a person from the punishment of the grave. Try and learn them. Number one, ribat. Ribat. Number two, qatal. Number three, qawl. Something you say. Number four, batan. Batan means your stomach. And number five, zaman. Zaman means time. It's not a So number one, ribat. Qatal. Qawl. batan. Zaman. Don't worry, I'll explain. The first one we said was ribat. Ribat is a hadith of the Prophet. Every person that passes away and dies, your good deeds come to an end. Except for a person who is a murabit in the path of Allah. Who does ribat? Ribat is when you are safeguarding and protecting Islamic lands or anything that is of Islamic significance. For example, those people who are in Masjid al-Aqsa now, because the Zionists are in the incursions are happening, they are there and they are protecting Masjid al-Aqsa. They call themselves murabiteen because they say we are in Ribat. What we are doing is ribat. So that action and praying one salah there, you cannot compare that to any other action in the world. You cannot. One hadith mentions if a person is doing ribat in the path of Allah, it's more significant than standing on the laylatul qadr in front of Hadarul Aswad. So you're automatically getting the reward of praying in Makkah, and on top of that the reward of ribat. What is the reward of ribat? The reward of ribat is from the moment you die until qiyama, you you keep getting reward. You cannot count it. It's a very unique type of ribada because you're risking your life, you're risking your honour. So the first type of people who will be protected from the Adabul al is a person who engages in ribat. Number two is Qatl. Qatl means to get killed, specifically to become a martyr. BMW car is blocking the alleyway, please remove it immediately. Jazakallah. A martyr, Shahada, martyrdom. لِلشَّهَادَةِ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ سِتَّ There are six favors Allah will give to a martyr. Number one, لَهُ في أَوَّلِ Allah will forgive him immediately. وَيَرَى مَقْعَدَهُ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ He will see his abode in paradise as soon as he dies, immediately. Number two, مِنْ عَذَابِ الْقَبْرِ He will be protected from the adab of the qabr Number four. On the day of judgment when there'll be the great distress that will happen, be protected from them. Allah will place a crown of dignity on the head of a shaheed. How many is that? Forgiveness, see paradise, protected from the Adab al qabr and number four. Protected from the horrors of the day of judgment number five a crown will be praised on the head and number six Allah will marry to him seventy-two from Jannah seventy-two And number seven The shaheed will be able to intercede for 70 people from his family 70 people he can take into Jannah with him. A half of the Quran can take 10, a Shaheed can take 70. How fortunate are the people of places like Ghazza for example? I think everybody will go to Jannah. There are so many Shaheed, so many Shaheed. Sometimes we look at these places and we do feel sorrow and distress. But on the flip side, look at the Ajah. Everybody has somebody, you speak to anyone there, somebody from their family is a Shaheed. And a shaheed can take seventy people from their family into Jannah. So of course they're gonna take this is why when somebody becomes a shaheed, they are so excited. They are elated. They say, Alhamdulillah, my son is a shaheed, my daughter is a shaheed, my father became a shaheed. And here we are crying, they are rejoicing over that. You ask them and you see them, they say, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Because they know also that if they became a shaheed, Definitely, they will intercede for them as well. So we said, what type of people will get saved from the adab al qabr? Number one, we said ribat. We spoke about that already. Number two, shaheed. Number three what was the third one. What's the third one? Ribat, katal, qawl. Somebody who says something. By saying something, you can save yourself from adab al qabr. What is that? There's a hadith in Tirmidhi. There was a Sahabi who pitched his tent on, on top of a grave. He didn't know this is a grave. He pitched his tent, he didn't know it's a grave. And he went to sleep there. He found out in the middle of the night, somebody's buried here. How did he know? Because he could hear some sounds. What could he hear? Somebody inside the qabr was reading Surah Mulk. Tabarakuladi Biadihul Mulk. He's sleeping in the night and he's Who's this reading? He finds out somebody is buried underneath, reciting Surah tul Mulk. Hatta Hatamaha. And he finished the whole surah. هي هي he came to the Prophet and said, Ya Rasulallah, I didn't know. This was somebody's grave. I pitched my tent. I could read somebody reciting surah al mulk And he read the whole surah. The Prophet said, "This surah, Surah Al-Mulk, it is the protector. It is the protector. This is the role of this surah. Anyone who recites this surah every night, this surah will protect you. The surah itself will. Protect. You know, we've been speaking in you know, over the last few sessions that your deeds in this world will have a form. Allah will make them into a person. So Surah Al-Mulk will come in the form of a beautiful person, and it will cover you." and it will protect you from the adhaab al-qabr. The surah will come and fight on your behalf in your qabr. It will not let the punishment come close to you. What's What's the condition? Reciting it every night. It's only 30 ayat, 30 verses. What's really beautiful about this is, the Prophet ﷺ in a hadith says, fee kulli min ummati. Who loves the Prophet? ﷺ? Everybody claims to love the Prophet. ﷺ. Alhamdulillah, we all love the Prophet. ﷺ. Nobody has the right to attack anybody's love for the Prophet ﷺ, saying that you don't love him the way I do. Everybody loves him. Some people show their love, some people don't show their love. But every Muslim. We believe every Muslim will love the Prophet sallallahu If you don't love the Prophet, wasalam, how can you be a Muslim? Loving the Messenger sallallahu is an integral part of our faith. Without loving him, a person cannot be a Muslim. So if we love the Prophet sallallahu if you love somebody in this world and they share a desire with you, I wish I wish you'd do this. Wouldn't you run and do it? If they just told you one thing it one is different if they've got so many demands, okay? There are so many things constantly, all the time, that kids sometimes think parents are just nagging and going on. Or maybe the husband thinks the wife keeps nagging. so her list is never-ending, this and this and this. But here, the Prophet ﷺ, imagine our beloved, I, I don't know of many hadith where he said, I wish that my ummah do this. How often do you hear this? He's given us guidance in Mikasa. But how often have you heard? He said, I wish. Here he says, qalbi min I wish that Surah al is in the heart of every one of my ummah. Meaning, he wants us to memorize it. He wants us to memorize it. Because he himself would read it every single night. And it's only 30 verses. It's not difficult. Now, because it's about memorization, let me just mention something here. I've noticed, um, I've noticed with children, but I think adults do this as well, but children do this a lot. When we speak about memorizing something, I've noticed that when people try to memorize something, you know what they do? So imagine this is the surah, you are trying to memorize, so they'll close it and they start trying to say it. It doesn't work like that. That's not how you memorize. And then they struggle, I can't do it. Obviously, you can't do it. How do you memorize? How do you learn? You have to look inside. Just don't. Don't pressure yourself saying, I'm memorizing it now. No. Make a habit of reading it, looking inside every single day. And the days you can't listen to it. And automatically, you'll memorize it. If you do it every single day, and even if you're sitting to memorize, like proper memorization, you have to look in and read. What we're noticing is a lot of people they try to learn something they look at it maybe once or twice and then close it and think memorizing is saying it off by heart no that's the last stage you do that after you've learned it look inside and keep reading it keep reading it looking inside once you're confident then you can maybe test yourself but even then looking inside and learning and going over it going over it the who are who have memorized the Quran and even asked, you can ask the Shaykh and others who know the Quran really, but they lead the Taraweeh, when they're revising, they don't just look, uh, read off by heart, they're looking inside and reading, constantly looking inside and reading as much as you can, because that's, that's how you learn, that's how it's there, the content is there, it's not in the air, right? Once you've learned it, then you can, so this, that, maybe try this now and so you'll be able to memorize easier. So this is number three. So first we said Ribat, then Qatar, Shahada, and then Kaul, meaning recitation over here of Suratul Mulk in particular. Number four. Number four was what was number four? Button. Button means stomach. And the Prophet ﷺ says, Man lam fil qabr. If you die, whoever's stomach kills them, they won't get punished in the Qabr. It's a literal translation. Meaning, if you die because of uh, stomach illness. So, over here, we're speaking about, for example, if somebody gets uh, like chronic diarrhea, for example. A woman dies in pregnancy, for example. And then some ulama have said it's general any kind of internal illness, any kind of internal illness, and some have said, no, it's specific to do with illnesses that are related to the stomach. But again, that is caused by other illnesses. So when a person, for example, has a heart failure, you have a kidney failure, it's gonna, you're gonna end up developing, um, what's it called? I can't recall the name. Uh, In Arabic, we call it Ishal. Ishal in Arabic. In English, I can't remember what it's called. But anyhow, this is what ends up happening. And because of this, if a person passes away, this person will be protected from the Adabul qabr as well. And there are narrations to uh, prove this. Then we have, that was number four. Number five, what did we say is number five? Who remembers? Zaban. Zaban means time. Zaban means time. What does it mean by time? The Prophet ﷺ said Anybody who dies on the day of Friday On the night of Friday Allah will protect them from the adab of the qabr If anybody passes away on Jumu'ah This is a very special thing And then we also have another narration Whoever passes away at the ending of Ramadan Will go straight to Jannah. It's a good time to go. You fasted, you made tawbah, you've done tarawih, you've given sadaqah, lots of du'as, and your sins are forgiven, and now Allah has called you in a very nice time at the end of Ramadan. So these are the things that protect a person from agaab of qabr. Now, Now we are going to speak about the blowing of the horn, because what's happened at this stage is the the Ruh has been taken, it's departed. We've spoken about how the Ruh ascends and then it comes back. We've spoken about the Qabr, we've spoken about a pious person in the Qabr, also an impious person. We spoke about some of the blessings and some of the punishments as well. And then we've just spoken about how a person can save God themselves from the punishment of the grave. Now we're going to speak about the horn, the blowing of the horn. What is the horn to understand it better? The Prophet, wasallam, uh we find in a narration, Sahaba says, Allah Samawati Wal After Allah created the heavens and the earth, He created the horn. We call it Asur. And Arabic is called Sur. Saad wa ra. Sur. He gave the Sur to an angel called Israfil. Now, as we are speaking, he has the horn on his mouth. Now, since he's been created, since the Sur has been created, he's been given to Israfil, Israfil has the horn in his mouth and he's got his eyes fixed towards the arsh of Allah waiting for Allah to say blow and he's going to blow scholars have even gone as far as he's already inhaled he's already inhaled and he's just waiting for Allah to say blow and that's where he'll exhale and he's going to blow so that's what he's been created that's his job that's his task and he's holding the horn at the moment looking towards the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <todic language> We're so lucky, we've got so much information. Sahaba said, Oh Prophet of Allah, what's surah? This is Abu Huraira speaking. says, Oh I've never heard of surah, what's surah? So the Prophet says, Qarnum. <imitation> Qarn means the horn of an animal. Do you know animals have horns? He called it a It's like a horn. فَقُلْتُ وَكَيْفَهُ What's it like for Prophet of Allah? Wait, we know an animal's horn, but obviously we know that one's going to be different. What's it like? The Prophet said, It's massive. وَالَّذِي إِنَّ فِيهِ لَكَ عَرَضِ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ Said the, the vastness of this horn is as vast as the heavens and the earth. You could put the heavens and the earth in there. You could fit it in. That's how huge this one is. Israfil is going to blow in there three times. الأولى, which is going to be It's going to be the blowing where it's going to drive everyone insane. The second is going to just knock everyone unconscious and kill everybody. And the third one is going to be Rabbil alamin. The third blowing is going to be the one which will cause everyone to be resurrected and stand in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yaqurullahu Israfil bin Ula. Allah will command Israfil to blow for the first time. Unfukh. Allah will say, Blow. This is going to be. The blowing that's going to drive everybody in the world insane.
1: And when he blows in this
0: for the first time, Everyone in the world, whoever Allah wants in the heavens and the earth, it will drive everybody crazy and insane. Now it's not just going to be one time just blowing a sound, no. It's going to be long. It's going to be prolonged. It's going to be an extended blow. It's not just going to be one sound, not just one blow, no. It's going to be a long, and it's going to start off low. It's going to start off low, and the people of the world are going to hear a sound. People are going to say, what's this sound? And the sound is going to get louder, and louder, and louder, and louder, and louder, and it'll carry on. It'll be prolonged. There's going to be first starting off like a low buzzing, a low decimal. And it's going to go more and high pitch, slowly, and it's going to get louder and louder until it'll be so loud that the Quran says, ma haula ma laha min basically, it's not going to give people a break, Quran says. The sound will be such it will not give people a break, it will take over people's lives. This sound of the blowing of the horn is going to drive people insane. It will cause the mountains to start moving from their places. The sound will be so loud, it will drive the mountains. Do you know how the clouds move? Right? The mountains are going to move. While we're going through this, the idea is to visualize this. To picture it, this is why we've been. Why else have we been given this detail? Why is there so much detail? We are supposed to think about this regularly. We're supposed to picture it, visualize it. That's when it will be reformative. That's then when it will have an impact on us in our daily lives. If we just listen to it, it's just information. Why have we been given this information? It's so that me and you we can we can picture it, we can envision it, and. The whole earth is going to start moving around. Like a ship in the ocean. You know how the waves drive a ship you in the Titanic? The world is the whole world is gonna be like a Titanic. A woman who is suckling her baby will throw her baby away. Pregnant women will just deliver straight away. But to will done. Young children, you know, these young boys that we can see around us, when they hear the this sound of the sore, immediately, they'll be so petrified that their hair will turn white. You know, when we say, oh, i become old through stress. This will be so stressful immediately, that a person's black hair will turn white. A pregnant woman will just miscurry. A woman carrying a baby-suckling child would throw away the child. Even the shayateen, they will run for their lives as well. They will run, even they won't be able to bear it. People will run in all directions. You know, now, there's so many movies that depict things like this with CGI. Like, we've seen it so many times. It's going to be as crazy as you see in some of these movies, where the world's coming to an end and everyone's... This is what this is what this description we've been given. So it's not even difficult. Sahaba for them to have imagined it, it would have been much harder. For us, we've seen all these, you know, trailers, we see them. We, we, we can kind of... And, and that's what we're being told here. People will go and start screaming and calling each other. When you're in trouble, what do you do? You ask for help. And this is why one of the, day, the names of the day of judgment is called الاناد, The day of calling. Everyone's going to call each other, but no one can help anybody. من من Whilst this craziness is going on, insanity, everyone's running from one. And this, remember, the sound is still going. The sur, the blowing is getting louder and louder and louder, as if it wasn't so bad. The pitch is getting higher and higher. But no one's dying yet. They're just going through this craziness, this insanity. Hum whilst they're going through this, is al ard, the earth will start to crack. We've just seen what's happened in Turkey and Syria. Quran says that, that kind of earthquake is imagine the whole world cracking. The whole globe is going to crack. The entire globe is going to crack. In one time for says, when the earth will shake with it with an earthquake. When we see earthquakes, that's just you know in a in one area. Imagine the whole world having an earthquake. That's what's going to happen for Ansays. Wara'ul people will see unprecedented scenes they have never seen in the world. No people who are in Turkey and Syria now, they are saying that we've been in the most deprived war-torn areas of the world, but what we've seen at the earthquake, we have not seen this. How many times have you heard this from the aid workers? You're hearing this again and again. But the narrations are mentioning Qiyamah, but it is before Qiyamah. This is just the blowing of the first horn. It's going to be such scenes people have never seen ever before. Then people will look towards the heavens. The whole sky will become like you know when you see oil in water. You know, in water you see oil. Have you seen it? It kind of it goes really funny. The narrations mention this is how the sky will become. The sky will become like flowing oil. It'll just lose control. It won't be there anymore. It'll be just all, just going all over the place like oil does. Then the sky will start to tear and rip open. It'll start breaking into pieces. The sun will lose its shine and it will crush. The moon will break into pieces and so will the stars come crashing down. The Prophet said, the people who are already dead, they won't notice any of this happening. The people who are in the قبر, they will not experience any of this because remember, القيامة is going to happen to who? The worst type of people will have to face this. Most of the people, pious people, will all pass away by now. So this is the first blowing. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to command Islafil Fayal Fuhu Nafhatas Sa'at. He's going to blow again for the second time. Now, when he blows for the second time, what's gonna happen? Everyone in the heavens and the earth is gonna just knock out. It's gonna kill everybody. Total, totally gone, except those whom Allah wants to remain. Now imagine the whole world has perished. No one, nothing remains in the whole universe. Malakul الْمَوْتِ will come to Al-Jabbar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh Allah, all the inhabitants of the heaven are dead. All the inhabitants of the earth are dead, except those whom you wish to remain. Allah knows, but despite his knowledge, he's going to say, O oh Malakul Maut, who remains alive? بَقِيَتْ أَنْتَ الْحَيَّ الَّذِي لَا تموت وَبَقِيَ حَمَلَةُ الْعَرْشِ وَبَقِيَ جِبْرِيل وميكائيل وَإِسْرَافِيلُ وَبَقِيَتُ أَنَا So he will say, O oh Allah, you, the one who never dies, you remain. On the angels carrying the arsh remain. جِبْرِيل وَمِكَائِل وَإِسْرَافِيلُ remain. And I, the angel of death, remain. فَيَقُولُ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلُ لِيَمُتْ جِبْرِ Allah will then say to the angel of death that now Jibril and Mikael will also die. So the arsh will scream and say, Oh Allah, Jibreel and Mikael, your two closest angels, you're going to kill them. And Allah will say, Shut up, arsh. You be quiet. I have guessed in that every creation is going to die. So give death to mm-hmm. Jibreel, give death to mm-hmm. Mikael. And Jibreel and Mikael will also die as well. <speaking in Hebrew> the angel of death will come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he will say, Mata Jibreel. Jibreel is dead, Mikael is dead. And Allah will say, who remains? Despite him knowing, ya Rab, بَقِيَتْ أَنْتَ الْحَيُّ الَّذِي لَا تَمُوتْ وَبَقِيَ حَمَلَةُ عَرْشِكْ وَبَقِيَتْ أَنَا O Allah, now who remains? The angels carrying the throne. And uh, I remain. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say لِيَ مُتْحَمَلَةُ الْعَرْشِ The angels carrying the throne, they should also die as well. So the angel of death will go فَيَا مُلْتُونَ فَيَأْمُرُ اللَّهَ الْعَرْشِ Allah will command the Arsh, Arsh, take the sword, the horn, from the hands of Israfil. Israfil's job is finished now, for now. He's done his job for now. Even he needs to go. So the Arsh will take the horn from Israfil, and then Allah says, Liyamut Israfeel. Even Israfil will die as well. Now, the angel of death comes to Allah and says, Oh Allah, Israfil is dead. The angels carrying the throne are dead. Jibreel, Mikael are dead. Allah, who, who's left now? He will say, Oh Allah, you remain and I remain, meaning the angel of death. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to the angel of. Anta you are one of my creations uh, i created you for a purpose you've done that now you also die allah will instruct the angel of death to take his own soul and he will also die when now no one will remain, no Jibreel, no Mikhail, no Israfil, no Malakul Maut, who is remaining now? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine this. Can we imagine this? No, we can't. This is how it was in the beginning. when it was only Allah. Only Allah. Al-Awwal. Faleisa kablahu shaykh. He's the first. Before him there was nothing. Bahu al-Akhir. Faleisa ba'adahu shaykh. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remain. Everything else is gone, finished, all the malaika, even the angel of death has been given death. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will now call out. And he will say, Where are the arrogant people? Where are the people who thought they had pride in the world? Where are they? And Allah will call out a specific verse in the Quran we find. For whom is the kingdom today? Who's the boss today? Who's the ruler today? Who is the real king today? And the ulama mentioned there's going to be a silence of 40 years. Nobody will answer. Who can answer? And then Allah will respond to Himself. After 40 years, He'll say, "Lillahi lwaheedil qahar." The kingdom, the dominion belongs to one Allah, one Allah, and nobody else. So this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will cause the day of qiyamah before the day of qiyamah the second blowing of the horn is going to be like this and Allah will cause everything to perish then we spoke about this already now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will Give life again to Israfil. And Israfil will be told to take the horn and he'll be told to blow once more for the third time now. Remember, the first one drove everybody insane, the second one made everybody perish and die, and the third one is now going to cause everybody to be resurrected. The hadith mentions, and abat When Israfil will blow for the third time. It's going to be like there's going to be a rain, water will come down. It's going to be like it rains. And people will start to grow like vegetation grows. This whole world and why we're here, it's for the hereafter. And Allah has placed already here so many reasons, so many proofs, so many, evidence, so much evidence to show what's going to happen on the. When you see the rain, when you see the grass, when you see the trees, anybody, people reject it. People say, "How is this going to happen? It's going to happen like this. Allah is going to cause it to water to come down, and people will start to grow, just like vegetation grows." This is what the, the uh, narration mentions: Ahli Sunnah until the Asadat Duniahiyyah, to'adu bi'a'yi'dhiha Now, what will happen is the body you had in this world. Will Be given back to you, of course, it won't be exactly the same here. Yeah? Allah will make it different for there, but it's kind of the same, kind of different. Your body, but you'll be prepared for that life. Um, now, the amazing thing is, Allah says in the Quran, You know, Zawaj means to marry, okay, when something two things come together. Allah says when the soul will be placed in its eternal body today the soul that we have it's not comfortable in this body because this body that we have is not your eternal body. This is why it's the it's restless. The soul is restless here going up going down sometimes desiring this. But when this is on the day of Qiyamah, that body that Allah will give you after the resurrection, that body is going to be an eternal body. This body is not eternal. It's going to finish, perish. It's going to be eternal body. So this is when it will be placed in its real eternal body, and it will just merge. It will just march. It will be perfect. And everybody is going to be 33. You'll be 33, your children will be 33, your parents will be 33, everybody will be 33. So on the day of Qiyamah, when the Resurrection takes place, we're moving on now, how people will be resurrected. يُحْشَرُ النَّاسَ عَلَى طَرَائِقْ راغبين, رَاهِبِينَ وَإِثْنَانَ عَلَى بَعِيرٌ وثلاثة عَلَى بَعِيرٌ And some say عَشَرَ عَلَى بَعِيرٌ There'll be three types of people. People will be categorized into three types of people in terms of how you are resurrected. There are some people who will be resurrected and they'll be extremely hopeful. There will be others who will be very scared. And there will be some that will be riding on an animal on that day. Some will be two people on one animal, three people on one animal, five people on one animal, ten people on one animal. Why is it you need? There will be some people who will be one person on an animal. Who will that be? Who will those people be? Riding alone on an animal on the day of Tiam. Anybody? Those will be the prophets. Only the prophets. They will be riding alone. There will be other people who will be two on an animal, five on one animal, ten people riding on one animal. Why? In this world, when do we do this? When do so many people get into one car? Hmm? Yeah, transport when do we when do we when do you end up going fitting yourself in so many vehicles when everybody doesn't have enough so we all have to get so if the people who don't have enough good deeds they will kind of pool together and that's what happens they pool together so some will be five people on one animal ten on one animal two on one animal three on one animal there will be other people that will have no animal these are the people who have good deeds those who don't have good deeds, some will be walking. Some will be walking, and there will be some people. We are told they will be walking, but they'll be walking on their faces. May Allah protect us. So some people, Allāhiyānā yuḥfarūna 'alā wujūhihim, the Qur'an says that when they will be resurrected on the day of Qiyamah, they will be resurrected upside down, like we walk with our feet. The Qur'an says these people will walk on their faces. <laughs> Same thing what you guys are thinking now. Sahaba said, Oh Prophet, how can you walk on your face? How is that possible? Can someone walk on their face? And the Prophet said, Alayhi sallahi amsahu ala Qadiran ala ala yawm al The Allah who allowed you to walk on your feet, can He make you walk on your face in the day of qiyam? Allah makes you walk. And, and now, this is very, very important. This is probably one of the most important parts of our entire discussion. Imam Ghazali mentions over here, wa haad wa Because this is a very important chapter. Normally, the human being is prone to rejecting anything that you've not seen or you don't understand. Ah, oh, I don't believe it. Nah, that can't be possible. Just because you've not seen it, You've not heard of it, you've not experienced it. That doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Sadly, sadly, we have many people. Some of them even call themselves scholars. Any part of the Quran that they read, and it doesn't make logical sense to them, they reject it. Any hadith that mentions miracles of the Prophet ﷺ, they reject it. Things that are going to happen on the day of Qiyamah, or towards the end of time, there are so many signs. Which to us, it might not make sense now. How is that going to happen? So they kind of said, no, no, that's not what it means. But Imam Ghazali says something very important here. Very important point, very interesting. He said, "If if the humans hadn't seen snakes walking on their stomachs, they would have said to themselves that besides human beings, no one else can walk. If we didn't see a snake walking, that's the walking of the snake. It slithers, isn't it? It it moves. But if you have never seen that before, you would have said, hmm, I don't believe it. That doesn't happen. So just because you haven't seen it or you don't understand it, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. So the Quran is saying on the day of judgment we're gonna see all sorts of things that we didn't see in the world. One of them will be in the Mujrimeen, the criminals, Allah says, الَّذِينَ يُحْشَرُونَ عَلَىٰ وُجُوهِهِمْ The disbelievers, they'll be resurrected on their faces. So they'll be walking on their faces. And then, وَاسْتَمِعْ يَوْمَ يُنَادِ الْمُنَادِ مِنْ مَكَالٍ The caller will call out from a cold place. Close place. يُحْشَرُ الْنَاسِ يَوْمُ Another narration from Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu people will be resurrected on the day of Diyama. ma More hungrier than they have ever been. ma qattu. More thirstier than they have ever been. ma qattu. More naked than they have ever been. ma uh, More exhausted than they have ever been. So when people will be resurrected, this will be the hungriest time, the thirstiest time, the most nude you've ever been, the most exhausted you've ever been. It doesn't stop there though. If it stopped there, then it was something for us to be very worried about. However, However, why are you and I in this world? Can we do something about this? The reason why we're going through this is not to lose hope. This is so we are motivated, to take this into our own hands. We can do something about it today. Whoever feeds people for the sake of Allah in this world, Allah will feed him on the day of Qiyamah. These people giving our water today, whoever gives water, Allah will give you water. He will not make you thirsty on yawmul Qiyamah. Whoever clothes other people in the world, Allah will give you clothing, you will not be naked in front of the rest of the creation. And whoever does good deeds for the sake of Allah, on that day when people will be exhausted, Allah will take care of you. Allah will look after you. Woman Nasr Allah Allahaum. And whoever supports a deen of Allah. Whoever supports the deen and the religion and Islam in this world, Allah will grant you comfort on the day of Qiyamah, when everybody will be in a state. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the understanding. Now, this is something worrying. There are going to be people on the day of Qiyamah, a person will be resurrected with your dunyawi fitna. Meaning, whatever you engage yourself with in the world, that is what you will be resurrected with. Imam Al Qurtibi says, He's giving examples from his time, 700 years ago. What are the things today? What are the things today? Okay? Or for example, whatever you engage yourself with, meaning whatever your hobbies were, whatever you use the most, whatever instruments. He said, for example, some people in his time 700 years ago, they were obsessed with the flute. So always playing the flute. So he's saying on the day of Priyama when you will be resurrected, in your hand will be the fruit. You'll try to throw it away. It won't go away. It will stay with you. So similarly, let it not be that on the day of Qiyamah. For some of us, when we are resurrected, we've got the remote control in our hand. because that's what... There's nothing wrong with having hobbies. There's nothing wrong with downtime. If we need to relax, we need to have some time up, that's fine. Hobbies are great, but don't let your hobbies define you. Don't let your hobbies overtake you. Don't let them become who you are. If we're sitting and hours are going by, yes, half an hour, one hour, you want to work something, you're relaxing, that's fine. But if it's every day you get home and that's all that's happening for hours until you fall asleep with the remote control in your hand, just flicking and changing the channels one to the other, one to the other. let it not be that on the day of Yamah, the hadith mentions, people will be resurrected with their dunya vifitna in their hand. and the greatest dunya vi fitna is the phone. How much time do I spend on this? I know myself. I, I'm just as guilty as everybody else. Let it not be that on the day of Qiyamah, and the person will try and throw it away. The hadith mentions. And so when, when you come out of your grave, your phone, the remote control, or whatever your hobby was in the world that you were engaged in, it will come and grab you, it will come into your hand. So you will say, Suh-tallak get away from me you are the one that calls me to turn away from allah you kept me busy you made me miss my salah get away from me you'll keep coming back to him i'm your companion i was your companion in the world i will be your companion on the day of judgment as well until allah will make a decision regarding us Similarly, it's mentioned regarding those who are intoxicated. Drugs, again, it's, it's, it's again, if a person is living this kind of lifestyle, May Allah protect if you die in this condition, and this is our habit. And on the day of judgment, these are the things that will be in our hands. This is why it says a person will, will a person drinking alcohol, Imam Al Qurtubi mentions, when the person is resurrected on the day of judgment, you'll have a pint in your hand. The person will be resurrected. You throw the pint away, it'll keep coming back to you. You throw it away, it keeps coming back to you. Whether it's a pint, whether it's a spliff, whatever it is, whatever a person engages themselves with in this dunya, that is what will be with a person on the day of Qiyamah. This is why try and engage yourself. Make this your companion. If you can, the dhikr beads, the tasweeh, that's there or carry this around with you, right, to replace this. And this being with you, Constantly, it will remind you to make dhikr. Even if you're not making dhikr, at least it's an association. When you look at it, you'll remember, I've got a tasbih, I don't want to commit any sins. It will remind you of Allah, even when you're not remembering Allah. This is the power of it. And this will take us even further and further away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inshallah, from here, we will continue. Jazakum Allah wa on uh, Friday, inshallah. Wa akhiru da'wana. Recite the story Allahumma alayhi wa sallam wa بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد كما صلّي على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد يا ذا الجلال والاكرام يا ذا الجلال والاكرام يا ذا الجلال والاكرام لا اله الا انت سبحانك اني كنت من الظالمين واحد لا اله الرحيم. اللهم لا أحسي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ما هو أهل رضينا بالله ربا وبالإسلام دينا وبمحمد صلى الله عليه وسلم رسولا ونبيا الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله يا حي يا قيوم يا حي يا قيوم Ya Hayu Ya Kayum, Ya Arhamar Rahimin, Ya Arhamar Rahimin, Ya Arhamar Rahimin, Ya Hananu Yamanan, Ya Hananu Yamanan, Allah my Inna Kaafun, to Hibbul Afwa Fafu Anna, Allah my Inna Kaafun, to Hibbul Afwa Fafu Anna, O kind and loving Allah, O most merciful Allah, O most compassionate Allah, O most forgiving Allah, O Allah, we beg for your forgiveness, O Allah, O law we need your forgiveness, O Allah. You love to forgive sins of Allah. We have committed many wrongs of Allah. From head to toe, we are drowning in our sins of Allah. We have done so much wrong, O Allah. But you know our sins better than us, O Allah. You want us to ask for your forgiveness, O Allah. O Allah, this is the month of forgiveness, O Allah. This is the time of forgiveness, O Allah. This is the moment when millions of people are being forgiven by you, O Allah. Make us from amongst the forgiven, O Allah. Make us from amongst the forgiven, O Allah. We need your forgiveness, O Allah. Grant us your forgiveness. Forgiveness of Allah. your Oh Allah, oh Allah, we don't know where we will be in our final moments, oh Allah. Allah, this life you have given us, oh Allah, is to prepare for the hereafter, oh Allah. Allah, we are so heedless, oh Allah. We are so unmindful, oh Allah, we are so negligent, O Allah, we don't even think about it, O Allah. Help us to remember the hereafter, oh Allah. Help us to prepare for the life of the hereafter, oh Allah. Help us to become akhira focused, O Allah. Grant us Akhira focus, oh Allah. Grant us Akhira focus, oh Allah. Grant us akhira focus. Oh Allah, make our last day our best day, make our final action our best action, and grant us death with the Kalima la Ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. Oh Allah be with us in our graves, oh Allah. Make our graves a garden of paradise, oh Allah. Oh Allah, do not make it a pit of hell, oh Allah. Help us with the questionings of Munkar and Nakira, O oh Allah. Grant us success, oh Allah. Help us to answer the question easy, O oh Allah. Save guard us from the squeezing of the grave, oh Allah. Make our Graves vast of Allah, make it a garden of paradise of Allah. Grant us comfort within our graves of Allah. Protect us from the punishment of the grave of Allah. On the day of resurrection, O Allah, grant us the shade of Your Arsh, O Allah. Grant us the shade of Your throne, O Allah. Protect us from the disgrace of Your qiyamah O Allah. Allah, help us, O Allah. Without any reckoning, O Allah. Without any questioning, O Allah. Grant us Your shade, O Allah. Grant us Your protection, O Allah. Allah, resurrect us with the pious. Oh Allah. Resurrect us with the Prophet. <laughs> oh Allah. Resurrect us with the Sahaba, O oh Allah, resurrect us with the God-fearing people, oh Allah. Resurrect us with those who you love, oh Allah. Oh Allah, do not resurrect us amongst the criminals, oh Allah. Oh Allah, we are true criminals, oh Allah. We've done a lot of wrong, O oh Allah. But we beg you, oh Allah, we beg you, oh Allah, on the day of resurrection, O oh Allah, resurrect us with the people of Jannah, O oh Allah. Make us from Ashabul Yamin, O oh Allah, make us from the People of Jannah, O oh Allah, make us from those that are forgiven, O oh Allah, make us from those that you are pleased with, O oh Allah, do not make us from those who have earned your anger, O oh Allah. On the day of judgment, when you announce, اليوم, المجرمون, when you say the criminals go to one side, O oh Allah, oh Allah, protect us, O oh Allah, keep us on the side of the righteous, O oh Allah, and when you enter people into paradise, oh Allah, we are not deserving of your Jannah, O oh Allah, but we beg you, oh Allah, we beg you, O oh Allah, we can't take. The pain of this world of oh Allah How will we bear the pain of Jahannam O oh Allah Save God us from the fire of Jahannam Oh Allah Save God us from the fire of Jahannam Oh Allah Save God our parents Oh Allah Save God the Ummah Oh Allah Grant us Jannatul Firdaus Oh Allah We are not deserving of your Jannah Oh Allah Help us to do those deeds Oh Allah Which earn us your paradise Oh Allah Help us to do those things In this world Oh Allah That invite your mercy Oh Allah Through your mercy Oh Allah We beg you O Allah, through Your mercy, O oh Allah, grant us Jannah to Firdaus, O oh Allah, grant us Jannah to Firdaus, O oh Allah, grant us Jannah to Firdaus, O oh Allah, oh Allah, grant us a companionship of the best, O oh Allah, of Rasulullah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and the anbiya and the Sahaba and the awliya Allah, make us from amongst them, O oh Allah, make us from amongst them, O oh Allah, make us from amongst them, O oh Allah alleviate the sufferings of the ummah O oh Allah, have mercy on the ummah oh Allah, have mercy upon the ummah oh Allah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked of you many good things, we ask of you the same, he sought your protection from many evils, we seek your protection from the same, All of those who are ill, grant them aafiyah and shifa. oh Allah, those of our family members who have left the world, fill their graves with nur oh Allah, protect them from hadhaab alqabar oh Allah, elevate their status in the hereafter O oh Allah, unite us with them in Jannatul Firdaus, Allah, those who are going through difficulty, grant us ease, O Allah, grant us barakah in our lives, O Allah, grant us barakah in our livelihood, O Allah, grant us peace within our homes, O Allah, grant us happiness within ourselves, O Allah. Allah, grant us a life of fear O Allah, grant us barakah in everything we do, O Allah, shower us with your mercy and Rahma O Allah, shower our homes with your mercy and Rahma O Allah, grant us peace and tranquility in our lives, O Allah, remove the difficulties from our path of so Allah, remove the obstacles in, in the path of our, of our objectives of so Allah, and you make our lives easier for us O so Allah. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked of you many good things, we ask of you the same, he sought your protection from many evils, we seek your protection from the same.